My name is John Chafee. I was trained as a pastor and this is one of the ways in which I try to do something good with that education. This is Begin Again. So if you are looking for a nuanced or interesting take on the Jesus tradition and all of its wisdom and all of its perplexity and mystery, then you found the right place. I sincerely hope that this helps you to rethink some things, to maybe grow in your own way for health and holiness, for your benefit and for the benefit of those around you. So again, welcome to Begin Again. Okay, well, uh, welcome. How's it going? It's been a while, huh? It's been a hot minute. I needed to take a, a little bit of time because I was redirecting some of my more creative energies towards some other things. And uh, But this one's been bubbling up in me. I've been thinking about this episode for quite a while. And before I get into it, I just want to say uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for even bothering with some of the lunacy that I try to offer out into the world, and so I appreciate it a lot. But um, if you didn't already know, I have these subscriptions that I've been doing. Every Monday, I put out another email with a quote from a different Christian mystic every month. That one's called uh, Learning from the Mystics. And then every Wednesday, I've started doing another one called Musings of a Holy Fool, which is based on something that happens in pop culture. I'll write a, not necessarily scholarly, but definitely a deeper type of reflection if possible. And there have been ones where I've done on just war theory and the Ukraine-Russia conflict. I've done one more recently about the retirement of Richard Rohr and God help us if there's ever something really massive that happens in culture that's tragic or or just a big earth-shaking thing, I'll write about that as well. All right. So if you haven't and you're interested, I'm going to put the link to both of those into the comments, not the comments, the, um, well, you know, into the notes for this episode. So then you can check those out if you want. But I'm excited for this one because as I said before, this one has been sitting within me for a bit. And I, I actually believe that you shouldn't talk about something until you've lived into it for a bit or you've thought about it sufficiently. You shouldn't just always share a brand new insight as soon as you got it. And so this one's been in me for, I want to say, seven or eight months. I made notes about this, yes, back in the summer, but even before that. And Maybe this is just where I am at this phase of my life, but I've been thinking a lot about just what it means to be a person. And what does it mean to, um, well, I'm in my 30s. I'm, I'm at this stage of life where I can actually think back to what it meant to be a kid and what it was like being a teenager, what it was like being in college and then post-college, and then what does it mean to, to try to have a career and all these things. And be in friendship or a relationship and have family and friends and people that move closer and people that move away, you know, what does all of that mean? And so I started making some notes and then I realized, oh, there's, I'm only talking about half of the picture here. 
And so there was another half that I realized I was overlooking and I needed to settle into what those were. So this one is called, I am the river, I am the mountain. And it kind of goes along this, that sometimes we need images, we need symbols, we need something to help us to understand what's going on. And sometimes images do that better than clinical terms. And so let's do this. Let's talk about what does it mean to be a river? What does it mean to be a mountain? And then let's see what happens from there. Okay. Well, as I think about it, every one of us are rivers. Okay. We are constantly moving. We're constantly turning taking on new shapes. We're constantly moving. We are constantly never the same. There's the idea that you could step into the same river twice, but actually it's a different river each time because the literal molecules of the river are different every single time. And so it's, it's true. What it means to be a person is just, it's that we're always changing. We're never the same, right? Someone could come up to you and ask for your opinion about something. And then the next day, you've got a completely different opinion or thought about it. And someone could say, well, what, what's going on? You changed your thoughts. And you could say, yeah, well, that's who I was yesterday. And I've come across more information or I thought about it a little bit more deeply. And frankly, who I am today is not the same as I was yesterday. So yeah, my opinion has changed. And so there's something about this. I realized this about myself. I feel like who I am is, is constantly moving. It's always changing. It's always affecting other things and being affected by new things. And so there's, I don't want to say it's inconsistent. It's that it's constantly evolving. And perhaps you've felt the same way that who you are is not who you were yesterday, and yet who you are today is not who you will be tomorrow either, right? And if I'm being honest, who I am is deeply influenced by what I've gone through in the past. That my personhood is not yet who, it, who I will be and not who I used to be everything that I've ever experienced, it just keeps accumulating and influencing who I am. I'm always John. However, I am not the John that I was a month ago, a year ago, five years ago, 10 years ago. And thank goodness, right? But what does it mean to, to constantly be changing? It means I'm always moving. And in the midst of this, it actually makes me think of Bruce Lee, the martial artist, who had this philosophy of be like water, because water can crash, and it can be gentle, it can be a wave, or it can be like the the little laps of a lake lapping up against your feet, you know, that's a small wave. What does it mean to be that? It means, well, I'm a river. And guess what? Rivers are always looking for deeper places to go. A river 
is always, I mean, it's just a collection of water and water always seeks to go further down. And so, yeah, there is a part of what it means to be human that there is this inherent drive to try to go deeper. It's not always um, available or possible, but yeah, I feel like a river sometimes. And I don't necessarily lament it. Maybe you don't either, or maybe you do. But on the flip side, there's also this other half of the picture that we've got to recognize. And there are days I feel like I'm a mountain. That mountains can outlast anything, you know? That a fog or a, a, a blizzard might come through and completely engulf the mountain, but the mountain will still be there after the storm gives away. And I mean, rivers, they're affected by the storms. When it rains, the, the river gets deeper. When there's not a whole lot of rain, the river gets smaller. And so you and I are always affected, yes, in some ways by the storms that come through. But there's another truth that's equally true that there's something about me that's larger than the than the storms that pass through that's more consistent than all the the fury of a thunderstorm or the fury of a downpouring monsoon there's a part of me that feels like it's a mountain that cannot be shaken or moved and so there's it's almost like it's a flip it it's um a foil, you could say, in a literary sense, right? Who I am is deeply unconditioned. It's unchanged. My my personhood is defined by what I am, not what I've gone through. And that's, it's the flip. It's almost like the river is influenced by the shape of the valley. It's influenced by the the storms that may be there or not there, the drought it could be influenced by a rainy season. But then on the other side, there's this part of, I'm not defined by those circumstances. I, I don't move. I am the largest thing. Nothing can change me. I will always be the same mountain as always. And so there's, and yes, I totally understand that mountains can collapse or earthquakes could tear them down. I understand that rivers can dry up or, or loop back, but just follow the metaphor for a bit. What is going on that to be a human, there's a part of you that's always changing and there's a part of you that's always the same. And it's not either or, it's a both and. These are two truths that seem contradictory, but they need to be held at the same time in separate hands. I am always changing, and yet I am never changing. I am completely conditioned by the things that are happening around me in my environment or, or and. I am not affected by the environment and the things around me. What is, what is up with all this? And this is what's been swirling in me for a number of months now. And I was thinking about this in reference to family and friends and workplaces what does it mean if you ever have people that are confused by you 
you know, there might be people in our lives that are frustrated that we're like a river. And we seem like we're constantly changing, constantly moving, constantly up to new things. To them, they might really wish that you were more of a mountain. But then you could have the opposite and have people that are really frustrated at you that you are a mountain. That why can't you change a little bit? Why can't you evolve? Why can't you do this or that? And it's totally possible that we could be surrounded by people that want us to be either a river or a mountain. And and perhaps we give into it, or perhaps we begin to resent the people around us who get frustrated that we are either a river or a mountain. I mean, have you ever felt that way? And what about if we're in a job? What if we're in a field or a type of work that that pays you to be a mountain that never changes, that you hold your ground, that you never flip-flop, you never change your perspective, that who you are is locked in and we're paying you to be a mountain and we don't want to pay you to ever be a river. Well, if you are being paid to be a mountain, then that means your livelihood is built upon you never being a river then that means that there's a financial incentive to never change, to never evolve, to never move, to never um, be affected by the things in life, by the things around you. And that can be really difficult. But what about if you're in a job or in a profession that, that pays you to always be changing, to always go with what culture is telling you to be or to do or to think and you you're just sitting there with this big paycheck and you just want to be a mountain you know and so I see this struggle that happens within myself and so I guess that it's probably true for other humans what does it look like how do you exist in a world that has difficulty with being both a river and a mountain. You know? What do we do with the pressures and the financial incentives and the sense of community that we maybe have or don't have by being only a river or only a mountain? And it's that either or that's so difficult because guess what? They're both true and they're both aspects for me of what it means for John to be John means that I am not the same and yet I'm always the same, that I'm always changing and yet there's a part of me that's completely never changing. And I have have no reconciliation for all of this. I I really don't, but this is the beautiful thing is uh, as I've been going through and and reading more of these Christian mystics, and I think about what it means to to not give into either or thinking and and all of that. I I feel as though there's a few stages, and uh, you know I love stages of faith and developmental theories, but it seems to be that there's some stages, and you could say first stage, I am this or that. You could say I'm a river, I'm never the same, and there's 
parts of me that will never be the same again. I'm constantly changing, constantly moving, constantly being transformed. Or you could say, I am a mountain and I will never change. I've settled into who I am. Nothing can influence who I am or who I will be. And you might fall into that either or. I am this or I am that. But then there, is, there seems to be another step where you don't choose and instead you say and. I am a river and a mountain. And you can hold both of those truths together at the same time without favoring one over the other. Even though you might have friends or family or a workplace and a paycheck that pays you to be one or the other, deep down you're able to hold, I am both a river and a mountain. But there's something even more. I think that there might even be another step beyond that where you can say, oh, I am neither. So the first is, I'm this or that. Second would be, I am this and that. Third might be, oh, oh, I am neither a river or a mountain. I am a human being. (laughs) Which might seem like such a cop-out or such a roundabout just to get back to what does it mean to be human. But that's what this whole thought process started as. I was thinking, man, what does it mean to be a human? And how interesting, the first thing that came to my mind was a mountain and a river. I mean, those things, they have no consciousness. They don't have friendships or relationships. They don't weep or cry or laugh. But something about the imagery of a river and a mountain helped me to come back to just what it means to be human. Because to be human doesn't mean to be changing or unchanging. It doesn't mean to be changing and unchanging. It doesn't mean to be anything else. It it means that this is a mystery beyond even the symbols, even the poetry. It it is so much more than that. And we probably diminish ourselves, right? Or diminish one another by expecting one another to never change. Huh? What what happens to someone else when we expect them to never evolve, to never morph, to never take on a new perspective, to never be influenced by the most recent thing that happened to them? You know? Of course someone's going to be different after a breakup or after an in someone in their spa- in their family passes away, of course they're going to be different once they get a new job or move to a new area. What is going on? What happens when we don't allow someone to be a river? But then also, what happens if we don't give space for someone to be a mountain? If we don't give space for someone to hold their ground, to hold their own opinions, and instead instead of just expecting them to have whatever features that we have as our own mountain, you know? I hope this makes sense. But the idea is there's something deeper going on, and there's something more profound, and there's got to be something beyond moving and unmoving, changing or being unchanged. There's something beyond just 
being a river or a mountain, and it's to be a human being. What does it look like to give each other permission and ourselves permission just to be human? Oh, isn't that what everybody wants? Everyone just wants the the space and the ability and the freedom to be exactly as they are in that moment, either a mountain or a river or just something beyond that, which is probably just to be human. And all of this kind of comes back to, I've been reading a lot of Maximus the Confessor. He was a theologian in um, the later patristic era. So a lot of his writings really haven't been translated into English from the original Greek. But he does talk about how to be a Christian, and I, I don't mean in terms of religion, I mean to be someone that's actually interested in following the Christ, who is passionate about the the restoration, redemption, re- reconciliation, rescue, reparation, and repairing um, of everything. To be a Christian is a new way of being human. And it feels as though the old way of being human is to say, I am a river or I am a mountain. To be thrown about by any whims or emotions or thoughts or feelings or to be completely unaffected by those things. And I love the idea in Ephesians 2, it talks about Christ came to establish a new humanity, a new way of being human, a way that is somehow beyond just being a river or a mountain, but instead becomes something utterly other. And I don't know what that is, but that's the beautiful thing, isn't it? Is that there's a discovery along the way. Even in the past couple months, I was thinking about what does it mean to be a person? And it led me to think about, oh, to be a person means to be a river. Or then to be a person means to be a mountain. And then comes the next idea of, oh, it's beyond both of those things. And to be human now means to be like the Christ. How beautiful to come back around. Because the Christ is, Jesus, we understand, is the incarnation of the Christ. He, it, Jesus, the Christ, right? And there's the idea that Jesus was affected by his surroundings. And yet there was a, there was a part of him that was unaffected. That he was somehow both conditioned by his surroundings and yet there was like an essence something deep within that was so grounded that it could not be shaken yes he wept tears but there was a part of him that had this stable foundation that could not be moved and yet on the surface he could be moved and there's this dynamism of this both and the christ was a river and a mountain and yet he was more than that because he was the new kind of human. So, may you, the listener, not get too frustrated 
when people expect you to only be a river or a mountain. May you give other people permission themselves to be a river or a mountain, whatever the moment needs of them. May you come to realize that what it means to be human includes being a river and a mountain and yet transcends even those categories. May we all learn how to be something beyond just a river and a mountain and just simply be this new kind of human. All right. This was fun. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time, people. All right. Grace and peace.